You are listening to Echoes with Thoughts, a podcast that will keep you informed and will keep you on the edge of your seat. Now sit back, open up a can of pop or some water, as Sosalyn, your host, goes behind the mic and talks about life in general. Remember to keep it saucy. Well, hello and welcome to Echoes with Sauce. Well, I definitely can tell you what a day it has been. It is Monday, January 15th, and it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day or something like that. Well, it is. Um, it is a day where he uh, we celebrate his life and his I Have a Dream speech and his longevity and his attribute and his contribution to the civil rights movement and i'm very it's he made history and also i would also before i start in the part three part series i would like to congratulate um president donald j trump on his phenomenal win in iowa and also vivek uh ramsey ramsey on his uh hard-fought round campaign but he did suspend his campaign and uh following his fourth place finish and uh i know i'm going to try to i'm going to, i was not going to laugh but i think it's time for asa hutchison to end his bid for running but but besides that let's dive right in right on in into the three-part series of dd blanchard now i'm excited to finish, well, to continue our history and diving in right on it. Now, the reason why I am focusing in so heavily on this Blanchard case and Gypsy Rose, because there's a background story for everything. You know, if, you, if you're in the media or if you are in working in your, uh, in your life, you always have a background story. And the background story is you want to make sure that there's a there's a things just don't happen out of the blue gypsy rose murdering her mom just doesn't happen there's got to be underlying issues there's got to be a build-up to the climax where there's a boiling point to where okay things are done i'm wheels are off everything is going cattywampus and let's go you know something needs to be done but before we get to the climax, we're building up to it and this three-part series, and hopefully we might come out with a fourth one, depends how far we get. Hopefully we can get to the build-up. But right now we are building up and the past two episodes, if you tuned in, the first episode we talked about who is Dee Dee Blanchard and how she moved and how she supposedly killed her mom and also tried to kill her stepmother but never could things did not come through it was to me i think it should have been conspiracy to murder but that's just me and how dd blanchard also uh was nuts and the pediatric diet ended up killing well it damaged a lot of things so then in, in episode two or in the two-part series we talked about how um she started focusing in after hurricane katrina she moved up to uh, 
Springfield, Missouri, where she, with her daughter, Gypsy Rose, they ended up getting the house for free. And this is where uh, Gypsy Rose started getting really mistreated really bad by her mom. She was forced on a pediatric diet, and she was then also forced to go outside the the uh, the house with a, a wigs and with a ball cap. And in many of the photos that you see, she supposedly had chemo or supposedly had cancer and she was going through chemotherapy. Anyway, she was not. And I ended up uh, with a two-part series of actually swearing. And I would like to apologize to you, but that is something that I don't mess with. And I don't apologize for that. I was very, very ticked about how a mother that you supposedly love, it doesn't matter if it's a mother or a father, how you put your kids through that kind of abuse. So I swore, and that is a very, it takes a lot for me to slip up like that. And it's it was rightly so. So now, let's get to where we are now. So... Yeah, so Dee Dee kept on abusing her uh, Gypsy Rose. She kept on abusing and she kept on um, controlling her. And she kept on um, always, the way that she controlled in public is always holding Gypsy Rose's hand. If you notice any of the pictures, if you notice any of the, the photography, if you kept on with that, you notice how she always has one arm around Gypsy Rose or even holding her hand. And there's a reason for that. Because that's the physical, the physical abuse that Gypsy Rose faced, along with many other abuse emotionally. And so when she said something that suggested that she was not genuinely sick or seemed beyond her proportioned mental capacity, she recalls that her mother would squeeze her hand very tightly. And that's according to Gypsy Rose. If Gypsy Rose, when asked by the media when she, they were sick at the time or when she was sick at the time, she would then ask and said, you know what? Um, if I just say hypothetically, well, I am sick, you know, and something might, might have slipped up. Well, therefore, she would squeeze her hand unbearably tight and therefore actually would tell the person or tell Gypsy Rose to stop talking or allow the mother to take over her. And so when the two were alone, well, here's the catch, okay? The abuse, the physical abuse did not stop just because it was like the, the physical abuse, it was really, uh, I'm trying to get my words, was very shown behind closed doors. Because when the two were alone, Dee Dee uh, struck her with her open hands or a coat hanger. Now, the way she did that, now, if you truly loved your kids, okay, let's, let's kind of go back a few steps. I can only imagine what kind of abuse she had to go through. Getting struck by hand, open hand, it, it sucks, you know? Um, and I know that she was a heavier set gal, so she had some force behind it. And a coat hanger. Now, I'm guessing the coat hanger 
was not your typical plastic hanger that just, you know, it, it doesn't go very well. And it was not a metal hanger. So I'm guessing it was a wooden hanger enough where you get hit and actually some mark. Now, I'm guessing she hit her in the back where it was not relevant and it was um, it was hidden from the public. It was hidden from the media and it was hidden from everything else. So I, the what I can suggest is that she actually caused other issues that, that projected health issues, supposedly the health issues. And so <clears throat> it was continued that the medical interventions continued from DD because of all the physical abuse that Gypsy Rose had to endure through DD and all the emotional abuse. But the medical but the medical interventions did not stop. It still continued at full steam ahead. And DD had some of Gypsy Rose's saliva glands treated with Botox and then extracted altogether to control her purported drooling. And Gypsy Rose later claimed that her mother introduced drooling by using a, a topical anesthetic to numb her gums before doctor's visits. Holy cow! That literally blows my mind. So, therefore, I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was actually a thing. I'm absolutely awestruck that you would, that a mother would take out the saliva glands and make your own daughter drool. Now, you want to talk about humiliating? That might be the most humiliating thing that has ever happened. To make your own daughter look like a clown, to make her your own daughter look as if there was something wrong with her, how twisted and messed up do you have to be? And and it was interesting because the lack of slavery slave cans coped up with side effects of anti-seizure medications she was given caused her already to already um, few teeth to decay to the point that the majority of her front teeth were extracted and replaced with a bridge and tubes were implanted in her ears to control her uh, myriad proportioned ear infections and so you can see that your saliva glands control a lot of the things and uh, it controls a lot now as we're going to go in and we're going to keep on diving in. Now, <clears throat> there's many things that keep arising. You know, a lot of questions start arising. And, you know, we start getting to the climax where the public's wondering, holy cow, clearly Gypsy isn't doing well. She's just seeing all these doctors. She's like wondering what is going on. I'm sure the public eye is. And this brings case to social services that come in play. And so what happened was uh, Bernardo uh, Flanserstein, a 
uh, pediatric uh, neurologist who saw Gypsy Rose in Springfield became suspicious of her muscular dystrophy diagnosis. He ordered MRIs and blood tests, which found no abnormalities. He quoted this, the doctor, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. He told Dee Dee on a follow-up visit after seeing Gypsy Rose stand and support her own weight. Um, Flallerstein noted that Dee Dee was not a good historian. Well, of course she wasn't. Now, of course, Dee Dee, if, now the question is, was she, according to the doctor, was she a bad historian or was she a good historian? Or was she playing dumb because the doctors are starting to catch on? I'm thinking the way that she's already manipulated and the way that she's physically abused her Gypsy Rose and the way she was smart historically. Because you have to, for this person to be psychotic, you have to be smart. You have to be one step ahead of the doctors. You have to be one step in. And I'm guessing she would, the fact that she started, the fact that this test was conducted and the fact that Gypsy, that Dee's like, oh boy, maybe a doctor's catching on. Um, that she doesn't have muscular dystrophy and that she can stand and maybe I need to go to a new doctor. And so then, therefore, she's like, oh, well, maybe I haven't seen a doctor or maybe my daughter hasn't. So the historian side, she would purposely bury that, suppress that in the back of her mind because she knew that the doctors were catching on. So she plays stupid, uh, therefore, or psychotic. So, and this one actually comes, uh, this where the doctor actually reverse and does a, a Munchinson syndrome by proxy, which is um, DD uh, contrived to gain access to uh, Flanster's notes and subsequently stop taking Gypsy Rose to see him. So the moment that Gypsy Rose started like getting, yeah, so... It was interesting because going back to it, after contacting Gypsy Rose's doctor in New Orleans, he learned that her original muscular dystrophy had come back negative, undermining Dee's reported diagnosis of muscular dystrophy, as well as her claim that all her records had been destroyed by flooding. So here, if you think of a house of cards, you see that Okay, one, there's starting to become a tumbling of the house of cards. There's starting to become a, a tumble effect, the domino effect, I should say. Because I hate to say it, but just because I have medical records doesn't mean that the doctors also have medical records. Because back in 2000s, early 2000s, everything was done by paper trail. Everything was. And if you, if Dee Dee only knew that whether she liked it or not, you think that she had medical records, but do you honestly think that she might have gotten the original records? Don't get me wrong. But the doctors also photocopied because they had copier machines back in the day. So she might have, Dee Dee might have said, okay, well, I don't have medical records. But it only takes one phone call away to contact people in New Orleans and behind people's back and say, oh, okay, well, you know what? 
she doesn't have it. And therefore, that's where the house of cards starts to tumble. But it's interesting because it was interesting because a doctor should have reported the bad behavior, malpractice to the social services. Because he said doctors had told him to treat the pair with golden gloves and doubted the authorities would believe him anyway. In 2009, an anonymous caller, and now here's where the police starts intervening. Here's where the first thing comes in. Now, while Dee Dee thinks that people are, are like believing her sob story, people believe that she's doing these wonderful things, her daughter's sick, and anyway, she's not, and then anyway, she's got the Munchison syndrome by proxy. Now, what is the Munchison syndrome by proxy? Well, it is a flexuous disorder imposed on another, also known as fabricated or induced illness by uh, carriers. The first name of Munchison syndrome by proxy is a mental health disorder in which another person, typically their child, this may include injuring the child or altering test samples, and the caregiver then presents a person as being sick or injured. Permanent injury or death of the victim may occur as a result of their caregiver having the disorder, and the behavior occurs without a specific benefit to the caregiver. Wow. Now, the cause of the or that FDIA is unknown. The primary motive may be to gain attention and manipulate physicians. Risk factors for uh, FDIA include pregnancy-related uh, complications and a mother who was abused as a child or has um, factious disorder imposed on self. Diagnosis is supported when removing the child from the caregiver results in improvement of symptoms or video surveillance without the knowledge of the caregiver finds concerns. The victims of those affected by the disorder are considered to have been subjected to form of physical abuse and medical neglect. Well, we're gonna this is why actually what the mild syndrome uh, we're taking a deeper dive into it and what it actually means. Then we'll go back to DD. So I'm actually reading this right off of the CDC site and off of Mayo Clinic. And so it's interesting because ma uh, management of FDIA is affected uh, in the affected caregiver may require putting the child in a foster care. It is not known how effective therapy is for FDIA. It is assumed it may work for those who admit they have a problem. But the prevalence of FDIA is unknown, but it appears to be relatively rare. More than 95% of the cases involve a person's mother. The prognosis of the caregiver is poor. However, there is a regaining literature as possible courses of therapy. And it was named back in 1977 when a pediatrician, Ray Meadow, um, symptoms and all that. 
I noticed it and stuff. So what happened is, according to this person, okay, if we look at a couple studies of this study, and in one study, the average age of the affected individual at the time of diagnosis was four years old. Slightly over 50% were aged 24 months or younger, and 75% were under six years old. The average duration of onset of symptoms to diagnosis was 22 months. By the time di- by time of diagnosis, 6% of the affected persons were dead or mostly uh, from apnea, a common resort of smothering or starvation. And, and 7% had long-term a permanent injury and half of them affected had siblings, 25% of the known siblings were dead. And 61% of the siblings had symptoms similar to the affected or that were otherwise suspicious. The mother was a perpetrator in 76.5% of the cases and the father was 6.7%. So according to this Munchinson syndrome, it is mostly found in women and uh, mothers. It is mostly found in mothers. And the only way we can try to kind of configure is is that this wasn't fully discovered until now. But by the time this was discovered, Dee Dee was fully grown adult and there was some kind of neglect. Now, being one out of five siblings, you then have to look at Dee Dee's mental health during that time. You have to look at where she was during the time and and what caused her to kill her mom and what caused her to poison her stepmom was probably potentially the attention because one out of five is all a big attention thing. Well, you're the most popular one. You're the favorite one. Well, let's try to get as much attention as I can. So what does she do? She therefore abuses and neglects her own daughter and her own daughter's health and well-being. So she pretty much was killing her own daughter. And I think this was also, she reversed it upon her own mother too. And if it were to tell me, I would think that Dee Dee suffered uh, the Munchens disorder the moment that she started caretaking for her mom. If you look at the first episode that we did regarding this, Dee Dee part one, you look at it and you wonder, isn't that weird? The moment that you have to force your mom on a feeding tube and oxygen and the way that you force your mom on a PD shirt diet and therefore actually killed the mom, you have to wonder that. I also think that the dad knew that something was up. Her dad, Rob, Rob Blanchard knew that something was off about Dee Dee. He made the right choice by divorcing three months after Gypsy Rose was born. He made the right choice. So I'm thinking that there was buildup and there were many things that occurred. And as we end with a part three, because we're gonna come back with a part four tomorrow, or, or yeah, we're gonna come back with a part four tomorrow. I'm thinking that Gypsy Rose was a, um, a product of neglect, of, of a mother that 
did not want, she didn't want to be in a line, she didn't want to have a child. She was all in it for the attention. And she did, had a severe case of it. And all she did was she tried to lie about it. And she did. So with this in mind, we're going to end it with that. It's very sad and that smothering does exist and it is a mental illness. And, and I don't know how you find a cure for it. I truly do not know. But all I can tell you is Gypsy Rose was a victim of this smothering known as the Manchison syndrome. And there's no way around it, but the mother should have been held accountable. And the fact that the moment that the doctor said that she's got uh, the Manchison syndrome is a moment that she, the doctor should have called CPS. And screw you for saying, well, we got to treat this family with golden gloves. No, child safety always comes first. And so with this in mind, I hope you have an awesome day. And remember to keep it saucy. Bye. Don't